0: This is a podcast for spiritual downloads, starseeds, lightworkers, and authenticity. Spiritual awareness is advised. Welcome to the 1111 Synchronized Podcast. Thank you for joining on this special sacred day. Let's join together by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Two more times. Join me again in a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Last time, fill your stomach up with air and just breathe it in and breathe it out. So... The shift happens in threes. So thank you for joining me in those three deep breaths. This is a powerful day, a powerful message. As this is the third episode of the second half of season 10. It's a sacred one, it's a special one. And there's been a lot happening, right? There's a lot going on in the world and I've mentioned that I've been posting older videos on YouTube so if you haven't already please subscribe but uh going back hearing my former videos I I noticed that I say right and yeah a lot (laughs) and it is bothering me actually it sounds condescending to me when I hear myself back I'm like cringe but um it's all love right we have to love our former self just as much as our present self and where we're headed so if you have any topic requests that you want to hear covered on this channel or if you want to be a feature on this channel or if you want me to be featured on yours or collaborate with you in any way possible please reach out let me know you can connect with me on social media on instagram you can find me at agent k21 podcast you can find me in other ways uh and just reach out let me know how you would like to collaborate If you are interested in joining this empire that I'm establishing and creating from the ground up, if you want to be a part of that, please reach out. Whatever gifts, talents, abilities you have, it's all welcomed. Um, No gift is too small. So if you want to join this empire, this team, this mission, please reach out, let me know what you'd like to do and if that's what you're interested in. Additionally, if you are interested in receiving counseling, I do provide donation-based counseling, so there's a lot going on right now, and we all need help. I believe every therapist needs a therapist, and so there's no shame in it. It doesn't mean that you're off or that there's something wrong with you. It just means we all need each other. We all need guidance, even the best of us, even the quote-unquote best of us. And so um, if that's something that you're interested in, please reach out for that. I also do provide dream interpretations. So if you've been having a lot of dreams, as the veil is very thin and there's so much going on. There's a lot going on astrologically. There's a lot going on environmentally in the world. Um, I tend to stay out of the news, but I'm aware of things. So if you are aware and not consumed and you would like... To have some of these things digest and processed in a safe environment if you're having subconscious dreams show up in your astral reality and you're maybe confused or bothered or it's disturbing you a little bit more than you'd like or maybe you just want some guidance some direction some interpretation of what the meanings could be the deeper meanings That um, is a service that i do provide as well and perhaps you are an artist, maybe you're a musician or a wannabe musician or is something you've always wanted to do. Um, that is also something, uh, if you are looking for new ways of expressing your creativity, I do provide music lessons virtually, um, primarily virtually, <laughs> and um, music lessons, audio production, I typically use the software called Logic to create instrumentals and music and that sort of thing. Uh, If you're a songwriter or you want to put your life story into words, into lyrics, and you haven't found that niche yet, you haven't found the right rhythmic pattern for it yet, or maybe you're just lost in the sauce and trying to stir your way out of it, uh, whatever the case is, please reach out if that is something that interests you as well. also, the merchandise team, if you want to join the team to help promote, sell, model, advertise, however, merchandise. Um, if you haven't gotten any merchandise, please check out the merch store. All of this stuff I'm ex- explaining and describing is in the description box. So please check that out if that is of interest to you as well. Um, get yourself an 1111 shirt and rock it and let me know how it goes. Um, if you... Uh, also, if you haven't already gotten your Christmas time EP by the artist known as Mary J. Wana, please check that out. Get that. It is available for streaming wherever you stream your music. You can get that. You can also buy it from the iTunes Store. Um, definitely check that out. Give it to someone you love. Um, share these episodes. Share these videos on YouTube. Share. Write reviews. And um, as always, donations are always appreciated. And, uh, you know, there's just been a lot happening right now, at least in my personal world. I I can't speak for everyone, but there's a lot happening right now. And I imagine that things don't just happen in in a small scale that is happening on a grander scale. So we just came through a full moon and eclipse season um, in the grounded sign of Taurus. And with that, just eclipses in general is going to cause illumination and perhaps upheaval and disruption and sudden changes. That's usually the eclipse energy. Uh, But this eclipse was also very unique because it's the last total lunar eclipse for the next three years. We won't have another one of these until, I believe, 2025. So I've heard. And so there's a lot of things clearing out. So if things are chaotic, if things are haywire, fret not, know that everything is working for you and not against you. And I am definitely uh, a, a product of that because during this eclipse seasons, my world was shaken. I mean, shaken, the foundations shook, right? <laughs> and um, it's a little scary right now. It's a little intense right now. But Everything I say to you all, I apply to myself. So please know that it's all good. Even if it's not good right now, this is not the end of the story. It's going to be okay. So I've had some really um, traumatic and out of the blue news um, and situations happen for me that um, I will just share briefly is that uh, I've known for a while that I've been wanting to go somewhere else in my uh, career field. I know that I'm not exactly where I want to be. And initially, in my human mind, I was thinking, you know, I mentioned on the first episode of this second half, Behind the Scenes, you can check that out if after this if you want, or pause it and go check it out now if you haven't already. But in um, Behind the Scenes, I mentioned that I got a summer job, like a part-time side hustle. And... It's not necessarily the best. It's not the worst either, but I definitely felt like that season is coming to a close. So I've been preparing to, you know, put my two weeks notice in, close that chapter. And as I've been preparing to do that, one thing or another has continued to halt me. And I'm like, what's up, right? Like, what's up? So this week I decided, okay, I'm definitely going to do this this week. And I go to, you know, pull up my letter of resignation and it's my document is not prepared it's not loading it's just spinning and spinning and spinning I'm like okay I always trust the redirect I trust the reroute I trust everything is as it needs to be so I'm like okay if it's not happening right now that's cool no worries no sweat so I'm like let me go do something else then some other things happen and it just doesn't I don't end up uh Submitting this letter. And then the very next day, which happened to be the day after this lunar eclipse, the sudden shaking happens. The shakening arrives, and I receive an out of the blue phone call. Now I'm, you know, engaging with my work day, I'm going to the schools, meeting with students and children, and providing counseling as my primary thing that I do. And I receive a phone call from a supervisor, one of my supervisors. I'm like, this is odd. I'm like, okay, what's up? Supervisor's like, yeah, um, we've decided you're not a good fit, and we're going to let you go. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I've been here for X amount of time. How are you just now deciding that? I said, this is uh, really highly inappropriate and disrespectful, personally. so said, I've never been written up never had a probation time, no one's ever said anything, no complaints, no nothing. And I just had to realize that's kind of what happens when you're elevating, right? The challenges happen. I just caught myself saying it again. (laughs) But the challenges happen right as you're excelling, right as you're elevating. And so I could have taken this whole situation and looked at it as, wow, this is really tough, and it it is, and, and still happens to be very tough, and I have thought those thoughts, but I continue to put my focus on, okay, you guys just freed me up, you guys actually did me a solid, you guys just put me on the trajectory to go where I'm supposed to be going now, so it was out of the blue, it was hectic, it was chaotic, but it was obviously necessary. And so I just took that moment and said, you know what, I don't have to understand it, but I have to trust and understand that there's a bigger picture unfolding right now. And so this whole episode is just going to be about the different directions life takes us in, and it's giving honor to a storyline that some of you may have already seen me expressing. um, I'm not going to promise that I'm not going to get emotional on this episode. I very well probably will. It's probably more guaranteed that I will cry during this episode than not. But um, I just say all of this. I share this with you to know, to help you realize that we are more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. So anything that's happening in your world, it's not to destroy you. It's an opportunity To practice everything you've been going through. Everything is for your good. It truly is. And the more you start to see it that way and view it that way, the more you understand it is that way. And so when things happen, we can view it as it's happening to us or it's happening for us. I truly believe everything happens for me. It matters not what cards I'm dealt. It's how you play the hand you're dealt. And I love me a game of spades. I love me Uno. I love me some really good card games. And that's some of the things I've been grieving right now is that's, that chapter has closed of that time. And the situation wasn't handled well. And there's a lot of karmic debt that that company is going to have to face for the ways they've treated their employees. Not just myself, but everyone in general. Because it's not just affecting me, it's affecting my clients My previous clients as well. And so I allowed myself to feel however I needed to feel. So it's important to slow down before speeding back up. So just know that whatever situation you may find yourself in, it's not the end of the road. It's not forever. You know, change is the only constant. So the more adaptable we are, the more flexible we are, the more resilient we are. And resiliency is a muscle that you have to train and condition. So it's not just going to pop out of the blue. It's not something I was just born with. This is something I've created within myself. And again, we can become more than our traumas. We can become more than our pain and our hurt and our sorrows because we're so much more than that. So, so, so much more. So we're going to take a quick intermission and I'm going to come back and share a delicate story and more of sudden changes that have happened behind the scenes in my reality some of you are aware and some of you are not many of you are probably not but I'm going to share this phenomenal and tragic and painful part of my life with you all hopefully as inspiration if not inspiration just for me to heal and to express so I thank you all for being here Stay tuned for the remainder of this episode, taking a quick intermission, and I'll be right back. Thank you all for continuing to be here, for choosing to be here. I um, am not going to be recording the second half visually. I've attempted to, and it's, it's not in my highest to do so. So I, the second half will have no visual. I am not going to be recording this visually. Um, but I'm going to share a story. A real true untold story I have many but this is one that I'm gonna share Um, some of you may be aware and may know and have already sent your condolences but um for those who are not aware Uh, Perhaps if you've been on this journey with me, if you've been listening to these episodes and these recordings, you may have heard a familiar voice. You may have heard my familiar, my feline companion, my child, my friend, my mentor, my best friend. Um, for those who are just now finding out she has transitioned to the astral planes to the ancestral realm, to the spirit world and um, it's been very challenging to say the least it's very unexpected it's very abrupt and um, you know, I appreciate you all for sending in your condolences, and for understanding my silence and understanding my space that's needed at this time. As I am still mourning and grieving, um, and it's something I will continue to mourn and grieve for my days to come. So, um, I appreciate the love and consideration that you all have displayed or attempted to send. I appreciate it. Um, But I am going to (laughs) share I'm going to just share a little of a little of our story her story is so nuanced and so layered and so multi-dimensional just as she and I and you are that there's no way I can express and explain and even convey in 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 words what she means to me and what she's done in our legacy our story there's no way I can condense this into one singular episode there's no I can capture this in many episodes so what I'm going to focus on is love and honoring her infinite being and the gratitude I have that she chose to incarnate into this dimension now we know that death is not the end it is a beginning to a new era. We transition from one life to another, but it doesn't mean there's not sorrow on this end. That's part of this realm, this human existence, this earthly realm. There is pain, there is sorrow, there is despair, there is loneliness, there is all these emotions that we experience on this side. And so, we can consciously understand something and it doesn't negate how we feel. So giving ourselves the permission to grieve and to feel is so vital. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's the truest strength you could ever have is vulnerability. And so I want to show up as my authentic self, as that's the whole purpose of this. And to share as much of her story that I can, and that I feel led to sharing. There's a lot of it I won't be able to. But what's most important is that she existed. She is remembered. She had impact. And that she's irreplaceable. And that she is a part of my soul forever, eternally, infinity, and beyond, truly. And so, um, I very well am going to be emotional, perhaps, during this. If that's something that you struggle to have space for and to hold space for, then by all means, this is the great time to exit this chat, um, I don't need the pity or sympathy. What I need is a listening ear. What I need is space to be held in love and honor as I express, for the first time ever, her story. And so um, if that is not possible to hold space in to do this, if this is triggering for your own personal journey, then please, I will not be upset if you click off right now, I will not be upset. Because the only energies I want right now is loving, compassionate energies that understand that we can be totally broken and totally whole at the same time. And that's been my story for a while now. And um, what's appreciated is is sending love, not fear. I don't operate with the spirit of fear. I don't have that spirit. It doesn't mean I don't get afraid. It just means I choose not to entertain that spirit more than not. <laughs> so, if you are here and you want to hear the story of my beloved Spiral, her life, her legacy, our connection, if you want to hear that, then please continue to listen. If it is too overbearing, if it's too triggering, if you're not in the right headspace to hear it, then please honor yourself and do the most self loving thing to take care of yourself. Um, so, with that, I'm gonna share the untold truth, the untold story of my soulmate, soul tribe, companion, the one being that entered my life that made me feel seen, made me feel less alone. And so this story starts off, I have to start from the beginning, from when I was younger. So growing up, when I was younger, I did not grow up around... I never had pets, never had animals around. And goldfishes, as delicate as they are, they, in my opinion, do not count. (laughs) No offense to them. They are beloved creatures as well. But they didn't have the same accountability and responsibility as a different type of pet. (laughs) So um, when I was younger, I was taught that cats in particular were evil. They were mischievous, they were dark, they were not to be trusted, they were conniving, they were sneaky, they were the devil, basically, (laughs) and not so many words. Perhaps that was literally what was said to me, because that's truly what I believed for a long time. I believe that that particular animal was full of darkness, was not a benevolent being. And to add insult to injury, uh, could not even have or be near cats because my maternal had cat allergies. So... I could not even fathom having a cat ever in my life or being near one. And there is a memory that came up a while back from my childhood of, um, I must have been five or six years old. And uh, my sibling had a football game and I had snuck off somehow. I snuck off or I was, you know, off with my friends at their house. And it was nearby this football field and whatnot. And um, I, sn- I went off with my friends. And when I went to this cabin type uh, house, there was a baby kitten there. And my friend is, you know, letting all of us hold this kitten and when it was my turn to hold the kitten i said no i can't i can't they're evil i can't i can't be around them screw that i'm not doing this <laughs> and they're like no you you can like just hold her or him or whatever it was and i wanted to and i was so scared to i was afraid of being punished i was afraid of so many different things and so i think i pet this kitten or I actually held this kitten. I held this kitten and immediately I felt such shame and such guilt. I felt like I must have been wrong and bad for holding this kitten knowing that my maternal had these cat allergies and I felt such guilt that what if I go home and I bring this allergic reaction to my home and it's all my fault. What if I go home and I'm the cause and reason for this? And so many different dark thoughts plagued my mind just off of that memory and not wanting to hurt anybody, not wanting to be the cause of suffering, especially unnecessarily. I just felt like I'm going to hell for holding this cat. I know they're evil, what am I doing? And so many years, many decades pass, and it never really crossed my mind to ever consider getting any pets, really. And if I ever did get a pet, I imagined it would have been a dog, which is ironic because I had a fear of dogs. Because when I was younger, around the same time frame, a little, maybe a few months or a year after that, I had an encounter with a dog where... In my mind, as a child, I thought I was being attacked. It wasn't until later, much later, like when I say much later, I mean like last week, that I was able to process and realize I wasn't being attacked by that dog, but I carried that memory that I was. I was, again, probably six years old, and I was with my relatives, cousins, sibling, whatever, and there was this dog that stood up on me and put its entire mouth over my face and I felt like oh my gosh this dog is trying to eat my face off and I just had this incredible fear and this was a big dog so it was like half my size as it is and I had this incredible fear of dogs and it wasn't until much later like around nine that I started to integrate because I like dogs but I was terrified of them and you know rest her soul my beloved abuela actually helped me conquer some of those fears and watching a lot of caesar milan the dog whisperer also helped me conquer a lot of those fears um but ironically i thought if i ever had a pet that it would probably be a dog because i just felt like they were more fun and obviously i was programmed that cats were the devil so why would i want that so fast forward many many moons later many years um I have my um, encounter, my first encounter, I guess you could say in awakening with um, the person I consider to be my twin, if you're not aware of the twin flame journey, had this encounter, and it was actually my twin who led me to where I would finally meet my familiar. And um, they had sent me a a Facebook post of this cat that was actually about to transition. And so I thought to myself, okay, let me investigate. Let me look into this. So I called the shelter. No answer, no answer, no answer. I called and called and called. I said, okay, screw this. I'm just going to go there. And it was about a 45-minute drive to get to the shelter. I get to the shelter... And as I'm walking up to the building, it's not really identifiable what you know that it is a actual shelter, but I'm walking, and I see this cat and it's sitting in the window, sitting like in this door post, and I'm like, okay, this has to be the place, like there's literally a cat, this has to be the place, so I'm banging on the door, hey, open up, like, I'm not the cops, but open up, and I'm banging on the door eventually i'm somebody opens the door, it took a while. So they opened the door and i said hey i've been calling they're like oh whatever whatever excuse they said and i said okay no worries i said look i've been trying to get a hold of you guys because i'm here to um spend the last moments with this cat that's about the transition i want to send it love and just be there for it and they're like oh um what are you talking about (laughs) and i'm like no worries i showed them the post and they're like, oh, uh, actually, that cat already transitioned. And I was like, dang. And I felt for a split second like a failure for a moment. It's like, dang. I came all, all the way here to spend the last moments with this cat. And I don't even get the chance to do that. I was like, okay, well, thank you for your time. And they're like, wait, 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 oh, hold up. <laughs> hold They're like... Well, since you're here, I mean, do you want to look around at so many other cats? And immediately I'm like, anxiety, cats, devil, evil, ah! (laughs) And I'm immediately just like, okay, sure. I'm like, you know what? That's what I came here to do. I came here, I was gonna spend time with a cat regardless, so sure, let me push through that. So then they show me this room, they show me all these different cats, they show me this one room, they're like, would you like this one? And uh, let's just say I was like, no, sir, I do not want that one. I said, well, actually, you know, you guys have been so generous letting me come in here and spend time with all these random cats. I appreciate that. I said, but actually, you know, there was one over here in the window. Can I go spend time with that one? And they're like, oh, um, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Like, no one really goes in that room. Sure, go ahead. And I go in there. And the cat that was in the window immediately comes up to me. And I just felt like, wow. I felt like I know this cat. I immediately felt a recognition. And I just sat with this cat like, I don't, I don't want to leave. I don't want to let this cat go. Like I know this cat. But I'm also terrified to have this cat. Because <laughs> it's a cat for one. For two, I've never had a pet before. I don't even know where to start. And so I was like, can I just sit here and, and hang out? And they're like, yeah, for sure. So I sat there and I'm hanging out. And this cat is here and just just like immediately we just knew each other. Then another cat comes out. Like all these random cats all of a sudden start coming out. And this, this other cat comes out. And I start giving that one attention. And the one that I would later adopt starts hissing and growling, and I'm like, whoa, where did this jealousy come from? Wait a minute. I was like, do I need to be alarmed? Do I need to be, um, uh, um, I don't know, suspicious of this behavior? So I'm like, okay, I need a lot. I need a moment. I need to think for a second. So I leave there, and um, immediately as I left there, I had to do some other errands. I'm running my errands. And um, I immediately was like, okay, I feel like I need to get this cat. And everything is pointing towards getting this cat. But I'm terrified. I don't know what to do. And I don't want to get this cat and have to not the right resources to take care of this cat. At this time, I'm working two part-time jobs. I'm living in a, in a studio apartment. I'm like, do I even have what it takes to take care of this cat? You know, like... It's one thing to want to have this cat, but it's a whole other thing to actually do it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to traumatize this cat by getting it and then having to give it back. So I want to make sure, if I do this, that I'm able to and that I'm committed to it. So I took an entire week to think it over. Took an entire week. And in that time... Like immediately as I left the shelter the the first time, the, the name spiral came to me immediately. And I thought, that's her name. But I wasn't quite ready yet. I wasn't sure what was happening. So I took my time and I waited a week. I returned a week later. I said, you know what, I'm gonna do this. And in that time I thought about it. I thought of so many different things. Including what's happening now. I thought it through. I thought it through. Well through. And I decided, yes, I'm going to do this. Let's go. So I showed back up to the shelter. I said, hey. And I had gotten their contact, like their numbers and everything. So I reached out like, hey, I'm coming this day. I'm going to adopt her you know, first they were like, you can foster her, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll do that, but I was like, nope, I'm just going to go ahead and adopt. Um, I think I did kind of say I'll foster, but I knew I was going to adopt, and I get there, and they are like, okay, we got all her stuff ready, you got to sign this, do that, do this, 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 I'm like, okay, and I'm like, you know, I was like making sure like she's still there, right, like, And they're like, oh, yeah. And I end up finding out that her actual name, before I changed it, was actually Sneakers. And I'm like, yeah, that's, we'll see if she likes that. But if she doesn't, her name is Spyro. And so I went, I got her. And luckily, they knew I was like a first-time pet owner. So they're like, it's going to be fine I think the best advice one of the people gave me was, if you take care of them, they'll take care of you. And truly, that, that's really been the moral of the story for me. I didn't rescue her, she rescued me, truly. And as the trajectory of our time together went, it became more illuminated that that was more true than not. And so, I went and got her. And luckily for me, they had all these goodies they gave me. They gave me so much cat food. They gave me a litter box, litter bed, a carrier, so many different things. And I kept asking more information about her. They didn't really have, the person who had the information had actually just left as I was pulling up. So I didn't get all the details I wanted. I wanted to know when her birthday was. I wanted to know just everything about her I could possibly learn. And um, they were like, yeah, we don't have any of that. So I did the best with I had. And I took her back and I drove that ways to, to my home. Again, you know, about 45 minute drive. And she just <laughs> cried initially on the way there. And then I just played a song for her. that is just so incredible that that was the one song that soothed her. And similar to the one you may have just heard, I ended up putting that same song on a playlist for her. I started a playlist for her around the time that I got her, and I continued it up until this point. And so I... Played this song, and I put it on repeat, and it just soothed her so much and I was just so honored and so grateful and Once I got her, you know i like I said, I spent a lot of time reprogramming my mind because there was a deep embedded belief that you know cats were not to be trusted, so instead of focusing on trusting her, I had to focus on trusting myself and knowing that this was the path this was what I felt led to do so there was nothing else for me to do but to do it as terrified as I was I just knew I have to do this and in the first month or so of having her I really learned a lot about myself you know many of us make claims when we're younger that we'll never be like our parents when we grew up. We declare, we creed, we state, we affirm, I'm never going to do this to my children. I'm never going to be like my parents. And then guess what? Lo and behold, you become exactly like your parents. You marry someone like your parents. You recreate the same cycle of trauma. And if we're not careful, if we're not conscious, we can do that. Any of us can do that. And so in the first month or so, I started recognizing myself as a parent to her. And part of my fears of, or my apprehensions, I should say, not truly fear, but apprehension towards being a parent to an actual human was, I don't wanna recreate trauma. You know, I know that no parent is perfect and there will always be something that children need to heal from and integrate and transmute, et cetera. And that's beautiful. But if I can minimize that, (laughs) By all means, I'm going to. And so I recognized in myself that I was recreating trauma. I was recreating the abuse that I had experienced. And I had to really, 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 really become aware and conscious and face some really dark shadows within myself. And so I was able to transmute that pain and overcome a lot of fears just within such a short amount of time. And through our trajectory, there are many battles that she helped me overcome. There are many battles that she helped me win. There was a time where I um, was doing my work in the spirit realm and I had actually locked myself out of my house. And There was no way in. And I didn't have my phone. I didn't have my wallet. I didn't have anything. And somehow, for some reason, I had the window open in my house. And I went up to the window. And I was like, spiral. Spiral. She comes up. She jumps up on the ledge. I said, sweetie, I need you to let me in. I locked myself out. Can you help me? And she looked at me. And she pushed the screen door the screen door in the window opened just enough that I could open it and pull the screen out and I climbed through my own window. <laughs> and that's just a small fraction of many, many, many moments that happen like that. So when I say she's helped me and she's helped me win battles, I mean in so many ways. And so we've known each other many lifetimes before. And it wasn't until much later that I had a Recognition of a former, previous life before I came here. I was meditating a while ago, around the time that I was doing the Starseed uh, series. And a memory came from my Starseed constellation, a time when I was a Syrian Starseed. That's the first recognition I have or the first time I can recall meeting her. I met her in the star constellation of Sirius. Um, and I have vivid in outer body experience of the, of that time coming back up every now and again. And in that space, we were intergalactic beings and she was my lieutenant. And we conquered so many things together. And I think that it probably always would have had to be this way. You know, I feel like there are a lot of past life things that are happening in my realm and perhaps in yours as well that are mimicking the past. And it's, <laughs> it's so unbelievable that it, you have to believe it. <laughs> and it's not something to try to figure out. It's just something to accept and to understand and to know that however outlandish it may seem, whatever you feel is the truth is the truth. And there will be many times where you want to close your eyes to that truth, but you have to keep your eyes open. You have to stay awake in this journey. And so there was a time where in the year 2019 going into 2020, that we were separated. We spent a year apart and I had to leave her behind. And I ended up leaving her with another sole tribe member, sole tribe member of my tribe, (laughs) her uncle. I left her with her uncle because I was going somewhere else and where I was going, I couldn't take her And so, as I've already mentioned, then my relatives, particularly my maternal, has a cat allergy. Oh, I end up spending time in the relative group, and I was unable to take her with me. But she remained my sole focus and motivation for getting her back and getting myself out of the place I was in. She remained the thing that inspired me to go forth and get out of where I was. And so we spent that time apart. But once I escaped where I was, and it was indeed that, not a moment later did I wait or hesitate. I went and I got her. I went and I got her as soon as I possibly could. And so I did that and I brought her to where I was. And, you know, in that time, in that space, she continued to assist. She continued to help, to allow me to assist her. And um, there were a few times where she got lost or she got out of the home, but she always came back. She always found her way back. I always found her and always brought her back to safety. And um, there was a time where, (laughs) see, I I really, (laughs) and this is why for anyone who has pets, children, whatever, you have to realize that these things don't belong to you. They may belong with you, but not to you. They have their own soul purpose. They have their own dreams and desires that need to come to fruition. And so you can't hold on tightly. You have to hold it loosely. You have to hold it and love it with freedom to allow it to expand and become what it truly needs to be. And so there were so many dreams I had for her, but I cannot let that... uh, Those dreams, I had to grieve those dreams as well. I had dreams of taking her all around the world, traveling with her. I wanted to take her to the beach. I wanted to show her everything because she loves adventure. She loved just being outside and traveling and going places and, you know, I did travel with her. She did see more than one city, so I'm grateful for that. But I had so many dreams, and I had to realize these dreams are borrowed dreams. They're not truly my own, you know. They are, all of this time is borrowed time anyway. And so I um, had the dream of allowing her to go outside and everything. But I wanted to go outside with precaution, so I had actually gotten her a leash. <laughs> I actually saw someone with a cat leash, and I thought, wow, That is so unique and so cool. I wonder if that's something that we could do. And so I got her a cat leash, and I took her outside. We went outside, and it was just too much chaos outside. And um, wow, thank you. Mm. I received that. Thank you. I just received the download. Thank you. Um. So, I love you forever. Thank you. We had went outside, and as it would have it, there was just too much noise and chaos and drama, <laughs> but. As soon as she heard just like a dog bark or some, something spooked her and she fled off and got unleashed out of the leash and just took off and ran up this tree. And I was like, whoa, you know, this was kind of my first time, not really my first time, but seeing her do this to that magnitude to climb up this tree. I was just like, whoa, like you're so talented and agile. And cool. Like, you know, I was just so, I was so enamored by that. I was just like, wow. Um, but I was also terrified. I'm like, no, no, I can't lose you. Not again. I cannot lose you. And I won't lose you again. And so I just like freaked out and I'm on the phone with like the fire department. I've I guess I grew up watching too many cartoons. I'm like, isn't the fire department gonna come and get this cat down the tree? Come on. So I'm on the phone with the fire department. They're like, ma'am, we don't understand what you're saying. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was so pissed and hurt and scared. And then um, a neighbor came out and saw and they were like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get some snacks. we will try to get her. And in the midst of all this, I cried out in my spirit I cried out to the earth I said spirit please please send help and I cried out to the animal kingdom and there is this stray cat that used to hang around that I would see all around the time and they kind of had this really interesting trauma bomb but that's a whole another story and so this orange cat that I would call Hercules I don't know this cat's actual name But he comes out of nowhere. He jumps up out just like a Hercules would, like a Superman. He jumps out ready to save the day. I said, please, Hercules, orange cat, go get her. Please save my baby. Please help her. And he's just like on the move. And he's like, he didn't climb up the tree, but he's looking at her like, you can come down. And we're both just sitting there like, please come down, Spyro. And um, um, so many things happen in the midst of this short, stressful time but to condense it I was able to get her she got down the tree and she finally came down the tree and she's like off talking to Hercules and then she climbs up another tree that's even taller and she's so smart I lived on the third floor at this time and she tries to jump off the tree onto the balcony it was a tree directly adjacent to where I, I lived And she tries to jump off, didn't quite stick the landing, hits the wall, and tumbles down. And I'm like, oh my gosh. All I can say is what they say is true. Cats always land on their feet. And so she did. And I just was like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm about to have a freaking heart attack. What is happening? So my neighbor comes out, she's got little treats and she's trying to help me, but I ended up getting her, I ended up just like scooping her up, I ended up just being like, come here please, and she kind of, she was very scared, I ended up scooping her up, getting her, so imagine that happening like two or three other times, very high intense, very stressful, somehow, some way, I've always was able to get her back, you know. And so there is great pain because obviously this time there is no coming back from this. Which is beautiful in its own bittersweet way because it's not that I would want her to come back because I'm going to go forward and I'm going to meet her again on the other side. I'm going to meet her by arriving where she is when that time happens. So I have to not let my mine um, go into really places that are not beneficial for me. And so I know that she was so aware of what was gonna happen. She was so in tune with everything. And um, a month before she passed, a certain song played and it registered in her soul. And it was like time stood still. And she heard the call and she looked up as if she knew what was about to happen next. And to make it even even more um, intriguing, my soul knew what was about to happen. See, our spirits always know before it manifests in the physical. So uh, my soul knew too because... A month before it happened, maybe around the same time that she received the call and decided to answer that call, I ended up um, kind of <laughs> getting a little intoxicated. And, and in part of that, I just felt like, hey, I'm going to write me a short story. And I, I can't even tell you what the name of the short story is yet because I'm too emotionally charged about this whole topic. But I ended up writing a short story which alluded to what happened a month later. And so her passing was very sudden, very traumatic, very unexpected. There were no underlying conditions going on. All of her health concerns were up to par. All of her shots were up to par. Everything was was as it should have been. And there is no legitimate reason why a healthy three-year-old would have to pass in the way that she did. There's no reason for it. And since I don't know the fullness of the reason, I have to trust that there is a reason bigger than what I can comprehend at this time. And so I could go into a really dark place to allow resentment and bitterness to take over and to blame God or blame source or hate the universe for allowing this to happen. Or I can take it for what it's worth and know that everything truly has a purpose and that her passing, I feel intuitively that it was self-sacrifice. That she always knew this was going to be part of her mission. That she was going to sacrifice herself to get me to where I needed to be. And so it was her passing that prompted me to move forward. That made me realize I can't stay where I'm at. I have to keep going. Even though this is painful, I don't have the luxury of stopping and having a breakdown. I have to keep going. And i do believe that we deserve and should be able to allow to process our emotions but for whatever reason there's just been way too much going on in my world to allow me to feel like i can breathe and i'm not going to say this is to make me stronger although it definitely is there are other ways to gain strength uh, outside of trauma There are other ways to gain lessons outside of painful lessons. There truly is. I mean, we don't know that yet because we're still in the age of ignorance, in the age of um, trauma, that we're setting ourselves free. You know, there is another way that's coming up soon. It's coming up shortly. And... I just believe that I'm not bitter or mad about it because it's it's not my plan. It's not my will that's being done right now, and so I don't have to understand it completely. But I do have faith, trust, and surrender in the things I don't understand, and so um, I respect her choices and her mission. I know that she wouldn't have left, she wouldn't have left any stone unturned, I'll put it that way. And so um, it's painful, I tremendously miss her presence, her physical presence, but I know that she is now everywhere, she has now transcended. she has now entered the ancestral realm, she is now a part of the Ascended Masters. I truly believe in my soul and my spirit. I, I just know, I just have a, an in, in-clink feeling that she's not coming back here. She's not. I don't believe that. And there are many other people who may say differently, but I I believe that she's where she belongs now and that um, she's yet again paving the way for me. As I've mentioned multiple times, many of us will not choose to come back to this earth school after this. And the story's not over. We can always make better choices. We can always learn different lessons and, and apply those lessons. And so I, I feel that she'll be there to greet me when I arrive. Um, so thank you all for listening to the untold truth story of my beloved, my friend, I familiar and you know it's I was going to talk about how painful has been the treatment I've received since her passing which has been even more compound trauma which has made me lose a little bit more trust in humanity and has created a little bit more callous over my heart but I know that I, I couldn't stay there so slowly but surely I have to remain who I am. And if you don't know who I am, please check out the episode titled, I Am. (laughs) Because if you don't know who I am, chances are you don't know who you are either. So, (laughs) I say that because time is of the essence, you know, and her story, her legacy will not be forgotten. And there's so much more to it. And maybe one day I'll be able to share it in a book or in a different platform. But for now, that's all I'm going to say. Because as painful as our passing was, what happened after that, the lack of support, was even more painful. But again... I can choose to let these experiences make me bitter or I can choose to see them for what they are in their blessings in disguise, believe it or not. They don't feel like it in the moment. But I know that all things work together for my good. Even the things I don't believe are for my good still truly are for my good. And so I'll leave us with this. Perhaps you're familiar with this analogy um the analogy of the boiling water so life is always going to be life life is a mixed bag life is going to be beautiful and detrimental life is going to be pain and joy and so it's learning to balance those energies It's learning to operate within them and to not lose yourself in them so the story of the boiling water it's so not really a story, it's more of an analogy. The boiling water represents life. Life is always going to test you. Life is always going to bring up obstacles. You may not always get what you want out of life. That is part of this earth school, but it's what we learn from it. What do we gain from those experiences? And so each of us are made differently. You know, we're different for a reason. But the water remains the same. The boiling water, which is life, remains the same. Every one of us has a story. Every one of us has gone through trauma. Every one of us has experienced love in one shape or form or fashion. And grief, the shadow side of love is grief. And through this experience, I've understand and had more compassion to why people do not pursue love. Because it can be scary. And it can be overwhelming that grief that you could experience now even though I don't choose to live my life that way I'm I guess a risk taker in that regard (laughs) because as I mentioned in the story with Spiral when I took that week to think about it I knew I knew that if she ever passed before me if she transitioned before me I knew it would be something I'd grieve for the rest of my life but I thought to myself what can I tolerate more Grieving her passing, grieving loving someone or something this much, and then having to grieve it, or the regret of never having this. For me, personally, regret is too hard to bear. When I think over my life, there are maybe two, maybe three big things I can think of that I've had regrets over, but that was enough for me to say I cannot live my life with regret I would have had such regret if I never adopted her if I never experienced all the tremendous things we've experienced and that's what I put my focus on is it challenging yes is it painful absolutely but her presence is always here love never dies love just transforms us and transmutes things you know so I don't need her physical reality here to know that she's still here and so the boiling water which is life which tests us which challenges us each of us is different three things that we can be we can either be a carrot the carrot starts out hardened is hardened by life but you put that carrot in boiling water and it turns soft it turns mush you know The carrot is the person who has that exterior of like so nonchalant, so I don't need nobody. But when the going gets tough internally, they feel like that carrot. They're like, can somebody help me, please? Even though I don't know how to ask for help, somebody. And that's not to call anybody out. That's just, I've been that carrot. Trust me. It's just to say that's one form of being. Another way of being is the egg. The egg is soft it's all squishy but you put it in that boiling water and it hardens. So this is the analogy of a person who just believes the best for everyone, has the soft heart, believes in miracles and wants the best for everybody but then life happens and they lose trust, they're betrayed, they're abandoned, they're neglected, fill in the blank. So many things happen, many trials happen, they have to do all of this alone and they become hardened and now They either want to recreate the cycle, they're either vindictive, or they just are closed off. Nobody loved me, nobody touched me, nobody trusts me. I hate everything, I hate everyone. And I've been the egg as well. And then you have the coffee bean. You put coffee in water, hot water, or the coffee grain, coffee bean into hot water. And instead of becoming soft or becoming hard, It transmutes that pain and it creates something different, something flavorful, and it becomes coffee. And it's something that everyone can enjoy now. It alchemates the water and transpires beyond the limits that it was in before. So I encourage us all to try to reach to that potential to become the coffee. Now every one of us is different, everyone has our own mission. So to each their own, there's no right or wrong. We need the carrots of the world. We need the eggs, you know, we need to put it all in a salad and have a great day and then drink coffee after. Sounds a little gross. But my point of the matter is, this is not to shame anyone for being or doing whatever they need to do. And whatever stage of human you're in is to encourage you to honor exactly where you are. And to know that everything is exactly as it should be. So... I thank you all. I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for showing up. And if you are interested in resonating with more of her story and you want to hear the playlist I've mentioned, it is available on Apple Music. I'm not going to put it elsewhere. It will only be for those who want to download it on the Apple playlist. And that will be in the description as well. And, um, it's not for everybody. It's truly not. A lot of my life is not for everybody. Things I've gone through, things you've gone through, you know, so taking honor in in your unique path and your unique story. And if you want to embrace that playlist, you can download it or you can add it to your library through that link. It will only be on this. I also did put, um, 1111 portal reading in the link tree link so if you're interested in that you can check that out as well and you can check out any of the other um, avenues I've mentioned already um but yes if this touches your heart and you want to show support in any way I receive it and I thank you in advance um and I appreciate you all just listening to her story for I love her deeply, truly, and always and forever will. And I'm grateful and honored for how she's helped me on my journey. I wouldn't be who I am if I hadn't had that encounter. If I never met her, I would not be who I am. So thank you, Spiral. I love you. You all are so worthy. Be well. Stay safe. Until next time.